Well. Woo! Not yet. My favorite part, little piano. All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm Jimmy Palumbo, your host. I also have a very unique show today because, number one, I have a little sidekick today, and her name is Natalie Palumbo. That's right, my daughter <laughs> stepping in the show here today. And also, we have behind the glass here at Undefeated Media, we don't have Doug. Doug has car issues, and he's out fighting with the tow truck guy right now, um, beating the hell out of him because he didn't arrive at the proper thing. Or I don't know what he's doing there. So I have Connor McKeon behind the glass. That's right. My third. It's like my fourth guy behind the glass. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, I call Connor Conrad Dobler because I think he looks like a young Conrad Dobler. I'm trying. <laughs> From the Cardinals. If you remember that, um, to me, that's the funniest nickname of all time. So I got Conrad Dobler behind the glass. I also have yours truly, my partner in crime as always. I have. Chris Gucci behind the glass, live from downtown Matawan. That's right. Now, Chris, how are we doing today, my friend? And we don't hear Chris. Okay, Why Chris. Is that? I Hang got on. his mic. There we go. We should be now. You good? Yeah, unmute. We good? Are we good? They chose to mute themselves. Can you hear us, Chris? <laughs> I am here. Yes, I can All right, hear, we you. hear you. Can you guys All hear right. me? You can put them louder and that'll be great. Yeah. I love these technical difficulties here, here at though. Shea. But when we have problems, it's always at Shea. You know that. And Chris totally agrees with that. 100%. And anybody who calls it, uh, I don't even know what that new Shea is called. It's, it's Shea. City Field. I even think Met fans want to call it Shea. It's not City Field. It's awful. Shea. Um, anyway. So, Chris, how are we doing? I know you had a little, you know, crazy weekend. Uh, are you recovering? Um, I'm, uh, definitely I'm definitely in peaks and valleys. I don't feel great just yet, but I'm coming around. I feel like my hangover has been dipping in and out and really it's the sunburn, sunburn behind my knees is what's getting me the most. It's the second time in a row that I was in the sun where I just didn't put sunblock behind my knees and I'm suffering bad because yes, of that. I hate that. That's why I hate sunburn. I hate being in the sun. Uh, but we're going to get more about our crazy barbecue we were at. Um, for right now, uh, say hello, Nat. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> All right. This is my 13-year-old daughter, Natalie Joan Palumbo, getting involved here from downtown Wyckoff on the Jimmy Palumbo Show. A little bit of a crazy start. We had some tech difficulties. We had some audio issues, but we're here live. And uh, did you have a good weekend? Yes. Did you have fun at the barbecue? A lot of fun. The first annual Chop Sports Barbecue, many to come. I got some notes on that later on. But let's get here. This is show number 68. All right, Chris, listen, I could have went with Dellen Batanzas, okay? Uh, number 68 for the New York Yankees. He did make the All-Star team three years in a row. Um, then he got hurt. He was never the same. Um, I don't even know if he's still in the league. Is he still in the league, Dellen? I know he signed with the Phillies when Girardi went over there, but I'm not sure if he's stuck with them or not. Yeah, I don't know. He got so, hurt and he went away. But I'm not going to do him because actually I think he's almost too good. I'm going to go with another old-school giant, and I think these things are funny. Um, but he's, a, he's, he's famous for different ways. Number one, okay, number 68 for the New York Giants, J.T. Turner, offensive guard, right guard for New York Giants from like 77 to 83. But he was on the Giant team in 1981. And those fans of the Giants know, and I, I don't know what your 
the Packers really don't have this. Maybe they do. Um, you know, the Giants hadn't made the playoffs in so long. I know the Packers did go a long stretch as well. Yeah, the, probably around it's, the it's, same time. Yeah, the, the Packers stunk. When the Giants stunk, the Packers stunk too in the 70s. Um, there's always that first year. Now, the Giants made the playoffs, and they won one round, and they lost to the eventual champions, 49ers. But it's that first year. It's like your rookie year almost as a fan when you smell the nectar of the gods. And he was the starting offensive right guard. So JT Turner, I got a kick out of that. He played in the league like six years, played one year at Washington, then he was gone. But he also played in the World Football League, which I didn't know. He also played in the USFL after his time in the NFL. And uh, he coaches over at Antenna Fly High. He's got to be retired by now, though. He's like 68 years old. But here's the crazy thing. I don't know. Are you a fan of the movie Trading Places? Of course. With Eddie on. Murphy? Come on. Okay. Of course. Do you remember the scene when, when uh, 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 Eddie Murphy's in jail and he's trying to show them that he knows all kinds of karate and there's two guys sitting on the – okay? And his <laughs> – his, his character, J.T. Turner, played the character even bigger black guy. And all he says is in the movie, and it's famous for <clears> his <throat> fans, because I actually knew it and didn't realize it was J.T. Turner. He's going on and on, and the other guy says something, um, and he just says, yeah, says it twice, yeah. It's like a pretty funny scene, and that's J.T. Turner, which I think Trading Places, iconic movie, and number 68. JT Turner was in an iconic movie. Is that his only um, IMDb reference? Is he only refer- IMDb besides like himself on like CBS NFL today or something like that. But uh, that's it. So JT Turner, if you Google the scene, Eddie Murphy trading places, prison scene, you'll see it um, right there. JT Turner. And you also listen again, you know, my theory when you play seven, eight years in the NFL, that's pretty good. So he must've been decent. I, I remember his name, but like I was young enough where I didn't really know. Like, you know, when you're when you're 16 years old, you really know like the ins and outs of you know offensive line play. Not the yeah, the interior <laughs> lineman of like a mediocre football team. Yeah, like, anybody who says like, no, I remember the Giants had a pretty good line. 81, yeah. Okay, maybe when you were 30, you remember that, but when you're 16, you Phil Sims and Joe Morris and all these other guys. So and Lawrence Taylor, of course. <laughs> so that's it. Number 68, Jimmy Palumbo show. JT Turner. Who do you got? All right, so Again, we're dealing with these numbers in the 60s, so you kind of have to be obscure. I never thought that I would actually pick a player from the National Hockey League, but there's one obvious guy that stands out, and the only reason why I'm bringing him up, because he is definitely too good and too famous for our criteria here. That said, is, you go I through think. the list of 68, there's really nobody worth talking about, at least from the Packers standpoint, I could give a couple guys, but this isn't a Packers show, so we'll skip that. I'm going to go with Yarmor Yager, Yarmir Yager. Okay. And he played, I feel well, like this guy came up recently on one of the episodes of the Chop Sports Daily, and I used him to tongue-in-cheek poke fun at hockey and saying that I think Yarmor Yager is a case study to prove that hockey isn't really that hard or that tough because Yarmor Yager, okay. when I was born in 82, I would say he was probably in like his 13th season. He just retired last year. He played hockey okay. for 51 years. How could it be that hard? Okay. First of all, first of all, I mean, I know, I know you're gonna you, you're gonna take the skating end of it out of it. I whenever I watch a hockey game, there's always a moment, even now. And again, I am I only sign up for the 30 to 60 day playoff package. This year was only 30 days. Um, but the bottom line is, I always forget. And mid, they're actually skating. 
these people are skating backwards, forwards. Whoever, I think what really is not that hard is any of the Olympic skating events. I watch that. I'm like, there's no one else on the ice. No one's to. I think what they should do for the Olympic skating when 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 they're going for the gold, they should have hockey players just buzzing by, stubbing their stick in their skates. Check, you know, like checked into the boards along with their side. Yeah, you are you are the head of the head of the Olympic committee. So why don't you bring that to the board? Yeah, well, I'm I, well, listen. Everybody knows I'm getting rid of a lot of sports. And I'm head of the Olympic committee, but the one is that any any skating event. There will be at least eight hockey players, even if they're looming along the near side with the possibility of checking one of those nine pound four year olds that they allowed to skate. Uh, How great would that be? What a beautiful triple axel. Oh, Michelle Kwan goes down. Down she goes. She did not see that coming. I think there should be pucks flying by. And then when someone wins the gold, you're like, wow. Right. So, so moral of this story is that hockey is tough and figure skating isn't hard. Is that what you're getting at? So I, no, I get it. I'm just poking is, fun at hockey a little I just, bit. I know you're doing this a little tongue in cheek on the heels of the Stanley well, Cup. You know what's funny though? I'll make another argument with Yager. Is he arguably the second best player ever? No. Right. No, I don't Gretzky think so. I think that like, uh, there's like a Bobby Hull or a Brett Hull or, or a Mario Lemieux. I, I don't think Yager. I don't even think Yager was the best player on his team at any point because Mario Lemieux was always better. Okay, I forgot. You know what? See again. I whenever I'm talking hockey, my fans know that I don't really know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I don't either. I really, just. But I say what he's definitely in the top five of all time. I guarantee. I don't know. I, I would say when it's all said and done, he did play 51 years, so he has to have some good counting stats. That's just my listen. Take. The bottom line is, listen to me. Uh, Yager was certainly not in trading places with Eddie Murphy, even though he probably, that was his rookie year. And he doesn't say, yeah, the way he does. So that's it. All right. Yarmer Yager, who uh, Chris doesn't like hockey at all. The season's over now. The uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche, they won it all. Um, I know nothing about hockey. Didn't watch a dime of it other than just read the scores. So that's it right there. So we are here. Show number 68. Um, on this fast-moving show here, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we're both stuck in the mud on this show. Um, and, of course, we're going to discuss my weight now. And when we discuss my weight, it's sponsored by Perfect segue Absolute when you say you're eyewear. stuck in the mud and then you discuss your weight. Because I, I have a sneaking suspicion that you, your weight is okay, also listen, stuck in the listen, mud. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's clear that I'm in between fights like a heavyweight boxer in the 70s. Okay? Um there's rumor of a big heavyweight fight coming Labor Day weekend, but it has not been announced yet. I refuse to announce any big fight before July 4th. Um, and this um, Absolute Eyewear fat sequence is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. 732-326-3937. That's right. Craig and Johnny Michaud, who you met, I think, for the first time. Craig was at the barbecue. Family owned, they're opticians. You got to go there. Craig's my right center fielder, and they still play softball. And they didn't invite me. And he was saying he was like four for five on Sunday morning. And I'm like, that the league you're in must stink because he didn't do anything for a long time. Um, so, uh, but he's he's looking good though. He looks in good shape. But Craig and Johnny were there. But they're full service opticians. Prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses. They got prescription safety glasses. They got everything over there. Contacts, eye exams. You go there, you don't feel like a jerk-off. That's what I'm trying to say there. They also got Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, 
Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Gym, Costa Del Mar, and now Oakley, otherwise known on this show as Charles Oakley. I think they should just they should call up Charles Oakley and just say, hey, you got old sunglasses laying around. We want to sell your sunglasses. How funny would that be? You have Oakley sunglasses and you have like four or five random Charles Oakley sunglasses for sale. <laughs> I think that would make a very funny. I got to talk to Chris. I'll get in touch with Oakley. I did an interview with him once. Um, how funny would that be? And we have Oakley sunglasses. But if you're a big Nick fan, um, you can just get buy a pair of Charles Oakley sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Uh they got everything over there, $100 off a complete pair. When you mention this show, but it's got to be a complete pair, they're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesday. Now, Chris, why are they, well, they used open to, on Wednesday? It used Thursdays? to be softball, but now it's Sunday mornings, and um, you got left out. Yeah, but that don't count. That yeah, don't count. I know. He doesn't play for me, and I'm not dead yet with softball yet. Um, so why are, they closed? Why, why are they closed Wednesdays? That's softball night. Why are they closed Sundays? That's football Sunday. And there you go. Or occasional chop sports barbecue. Occasional might be the new the new thing there. Uh, they're open. They're open. They, listen, they're great people. Go there. They take care of everybody. 732-326-EYES or 732-326-3937. Craig and Johnny, absolute eyewear getting involved. Now, I must do a thing. I'm wearing my my hat. I'm wearing the Yankee uh, away jersey. And it's with – I got to just turn around here. I'm doing this for my buddy, Eric Asal. It's my Reggie jersey. Um, he busted my chops. I think, where's your Reggie shirt? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear it next week. Um, I will tell you this. Okay. Uh, we got to discuss my weight. Now, I had a rough week, but I played some pickleball. It was a little warm. When it gets warmer, I tend to lose a little water weight, at least. I ate. I didn't eat too bad at the barbecue, although the one moment where I'm eating my hamburger – and and a hot dog, you guys caught me doing that. Um, but I was at 199 last he was, week. He was alternating just to paint the picture, ladies and gentlemen. He had a hamburger in one hand and a hot dog in the other with a big plate of beans, and he was smearing the hot dog and the beans, taking a bite, and smearing the hamburger and the beans, okay. taking a bite. It was one of these scenes from a horror movie. No, I'm just joking. Okay, first of all, first of all, I'm allowed to have one day <laughs> off my diet. I came in at 199 last week. I came in at 199.2, which is under the 200, which is the, the contract of my in-between fight. We can't go over 200. I didn't have a great week. But I certainly, my daughter, Nat, do you think I look fat? I always say you don't, and then you say you do, and I don't like it. <laughs> All right, she doesn't like me when I say I look fat. So there you go, Chris, you fat bastard. You look great, bro. Um, what? Hi. You look great. I, you look great. And Natalie, don't worry. I could take a punch. Uh, me and your father have this ongoing thing. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'm, I'm more, than ca- more than capable. She likes you, Chris. And I did want to thank you for all of your hard work that you put in yesterday with the nieces and the nephews and all the, like, you're hired yes. going forward. We're going to talk tonight. about the barbecue. About, well, you know what? Listen, bottom line is I'm gonna, I don't want to talk about this weight thing. We're going to get back into this. I'm going to announce what weight I'm going to be for opening day Rutgers football. I'm not there yet. Starting to play pickleball again. Even went to the gym once this week. So I'll be back. I'll start, you know, back in shape. I'm hoping next week again. Uh, then we'll maybe announce something. Maybe maybe around August 1st I'll make an announcement. Give me four weeks. Um, so that's it. 199.2. So I gained 0.2 pounds and uh, even ate a little something this morning. So technically I'm right there, Chris. I didn't, you know, 
but let's talk about our barbecue, the first annual Chop Sports Barbecue held at Merrill Park in downtown Colonia. I haven't been at Merrill Park since like 1983. Um, it's all different now. It's I guess it's nicer. Um, yeah. You found out the hard way that the petting zoo is gone. But it's still there. What do you mean? It's still there. I don't know. Where? Where? Yeah, it's on the side. You missed it. I my daughter went there. Oh, yeah. Was there was walk. there they animals have, there? They have, they have like two chickens and a goat. Oh but it, there you go. It still qualifies where you can, you know, feed them. I got to pet the goat. I had a great time. It was good seeing uh, everybody's parents, every all you know, the different chop sports people that comment all the time. Um the uh uh are you seeing these comments here? Who's yeah, the, who's wait, a, want me to show some? Uh what do we got? Anything fun there? Yeah. Oh, he didn't get. Um, where, where are the comments? I, 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 I the screen. You got to. Oh, all right. Here we go. Here the, we go. The TV up here. Oh, I can see it up there. Uh, all right. I don't know why it's not coming up on my computer, but it's okay. Um, I see my cousin Joey. Yenny Al- Alvarez is in. Oh, there's Yenny. That's Princess Yenny. That's my buddy Mark DiCarlo, one of my early guests. I got to have him back on. He turned 60. He turned 60. He probably doesn't want me to tell that lie, but I guess I just did. Um, so, <laughs> and he's not a fat bastard. And and Chris, he plays hockey. My buddy Mark DiCarlo um, actually plays hockey. Hmm. So really, he started off shitty. Now he's been playing like 15 years. He's actually pretty good. Nice. Um, my cousin Joey. And he probably he's probably the same rookie class as Yarmor Yager, right? Yeah, and Yager just, just retired. Yarmor Yager. Um, but the barbecue was fun. I got to chat with your parents. Who I know I got to meet Dave's. Uh, dad and Dave's uh, stepmom and uh, Dave's kids were adorable. Um, Stella and Miles. I was doing jet material. He was getting annoyed. It was so great. Um, there's such going to be jet fans. It just doesn't make any sense why Dave doesn't see the light. Um, and we even made a joke. If I, you know, you do whatever your kids do. So like, you know, Dave's not a jet fan, but if the jets win like four Super Bowls in a row, um, then, uh, you know, he's going to be wearing the jet green with his boy, you know, uh, I got my boy Vinny's in the house from North Bergen. He'll giggle at that. But listen, I had fun in the day. It was great. I didn't really get uh, cornhole was there. Cornholelevel.com was there. Mike Caprio showing everybody what he what he was doing. Uh, it was uh, we thought it was going to be like a hundred degrees and we were going to be dying, but there was shade and a breeze. I don't think the heat was a factor at all. Yeah, like, nice I think I was attendance. worried worried that people wouldn't show because of the fact that it was such a hot day and then when i got there i was like wow if any once people get here they'll realize like this is a perfect situation in I the definitely shade. the think breeze it, was nice yeah i'm guessing i don't know the, listen this is unofficial there was probably some people that stayed away just saying oh it's too hot to go to an outdoor barbecue but it really wasn't that bad I'm, and i hate hot barbecues so i've been there done that um it was fun time it's good to see everybody you know what i my only thing I think we're going to do next year, first of all, I'm, I have to be the liaison to the barbecue, of course, because if you take away Jimmy Palumbo's show uh, of people there, I'm not sure you had enough people to have a, a volleyball game. But yeah, that, the, uh, the Palumbo clan definitely was showed frustrating out. For me. I tell you, it was frustrating for me. And I learned this from running a few events about five years ago. You know those name tags with the black marker? You put on the uh, yeah. everybody's shirt, so it says you know scoop. And I I knew I knew who these some guys were you know, but some guys I I met once before. Um, and when everybody has an, it's a simple thing when you walk yeah. in, you have someone going around because that way you're like, oh, that's so and so. I see him on the comments. He's a big fan of Chop Sports. He's a big fan. I know 
He listens to my show. Yeah, I think it's a lot of these, shirt. a lot of internet friends that we haven't met yet, and and you got don't to know them by the face. Time. Yeah, and you, or they have weird like nicknames online. So next the guy, year, the guy gonna... that literally, I don't know that we have a barbecue out. Darren, 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 the guy that grilled the entire time. He wasn't signed up to grill. He just took over. Took took the right. Uh, and I, I knew him from softball in uh, Woodbridge. But I, you know, I was like hesitant. You know, if you had the name tag, it would have hit. So next year, we're definitely going to do that. And I learned that I used to run these events up in Ramsey. And I was like, you know what? I, I didn't know anybody. And then the next year, every, and you make sure you go around. Everybody does it, and then it makes it life easier. There's none of that embarrassing, like, you know, I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have to wear one though. The liaison does not have to wear a badge there. But uh, it was great meeting everybody. I got to chat with them. Yes, it was definitely Dave's a great father. time. I, I want to thank thank everybody that, that came out. It meant a lot to us because obviously yes. you're putting on an event. You don't know how it's going to go. It was the first no, one. I think it was a, a fun event. It was a fun time. Everyone got to meet each other. And it's something it to build off of. Going and forward, listen, it's just going to get better. Listen, in the history, I will guarantee. it's almost, You know what it's like? It's like uh, it's like the first Super Bowl when you read you watch there was a documentary on Super Bowl and the first Super Bowl game looked like a it was like a Rutgers Lehigh game. It was so not as big I, to tell I, it didn't even I don't even think it aired. I, there's something really. It funny was like it was there was some weirdness watched. to it. Yeah, it didn't air live. Yeah, it's, it's or, like, or it was like people were like oh there's some game on that the <laughs> AFL's playing. It was like so not what you think you know now and and of course the Packers were actually on their way down. They were actually much better. Like they were, they were at the end of their reign. Yeah, like that was the end of the dynasty. They won like five and <laughs> seven like, years. All the all the people think, oh yeah, the Packers won the first two balls. I'm like, yeah, but they were pretty good twelve years before that. So, and the Giants were the opposite. When the Super Bowl started, the Giants had already fell through the roof. And people don't realize the Giants were good for thirty five years of all that. But no one gives them any credit. But. um yeah, anytime you have the first annuals, you know, another thing I think we should do next year at the at the second annual Chop Sports Barbecue is, um, you know, we got to do we got to have someone who's like the uh, uh, the cruise coordinator. Like we're gonna play cornhole now, yes. make up teams. Yes, yes, someone, yes. An intern. I, I was I was nervous about that whole aspect of things. We had a tournament plan, but what it came down to is there was a lot of trickle in, trickle out. We didn't get yeah, the so structure you gotta, you down really gotta, first. And it was just the, the day got away. Be like, someone's got to just get up on the table and say, everybody go to the cornhole right now. And we, you do a really fast thing also, of teams. Also, I do want to add this. There was a lot of things that we wanted to do that we didn't do because of the rules didn't permit them. And then when we got there, we saw other picnics doing whatever they wanted in terms of bringing their own grill, having amplified music, having a megaphone, you know, like we could have had a microphone so we could kind of maybe dictate certain things, give right. a speech. And if a cop came, you know, I would have took care of that. And if a cop I came, just, uh... to be clear, um, we were sponsored by the Woodbridge PBA. We were in Woodbridge. Yeah, so another one's going to happen. But yeah. I just think it would have been nice to have one, at least one scheduled thing and then you go through, but that you know what? Listen, we didn't. You didn't know what was going on. It was the first annual, and next year we'll have a, an intern liaison. We'll I think next year we, we'll we potentially stuff. move it to a Saturday, so we get that recovery day on Sunday. That's true. Move it to a Saturday, and also have a little kids table, and that way, we. I want to encourage um, uh, everybody bringing their kids. I know my daughter here hasn't said that much, but I totally fell in love with your nieces, nephews, and Dave's kids. Um, you know, it was so cute to see those little jet fans running around. But how was it playing with Stella? Like in a 
was. It was so much fun. She was like so cute and so tiny. So like she was adorable. Where she was, <laughs> she is cute. I got to meet Dave's wife for the first time, and I, yeah, I think we've chatted online and stuff. But it was nice to meet those kind of people. And uh, I had, you know, Johnine was there, and Craig, my sister showed up with a shirt that said, "I'm Jimmy's sister," which was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, that's the name tag yeah so, yeah i was uh, gonna say she's the only one that actually came through with the name tag you knew who she was yeah, so it was cool people wearing absolute eyewear t-shirts and some jimmy palumbo shirts were floating and my nephew stopped in he's in from la he scooted in hey i think uh, we so actually have a cooler listen. see if somebody's missing um a cooler i think it's from someone in your in your clan a small little cooler with another little ice pack inside of it blue i will check that out i will check that out. i'll ask around for sure so that was it good clean fun um, and, uh, we'll, 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 I'll be brief about like sports here. Um, I'm never, I always say that and it's never the truth. Uh, Yankees, listen, four games with the Astros. Astros are really good teams or so the Yankees and they split. I thought it was a little bit of an interesting split. I think the Yankees got a little lucky in this series, to be quite honest with you. Um, they had to come back a little bit hit some big home run. I shouldn't say lucky, but, uh, Maybe slightly. I don't know what the word is. It seems the Astros are just just good. I think the Astros have kind of they just have the Yankees number, but this was baseball at its best. Um, very similar to like your Yankees, Red Sox, Mets. Braves, yeah, there's nothing. You're inning. not going to get a better atmosphere in mid June. Yeah, every inning, you every pitch yesterday. is contested. Um, you're watching it. You know, a two and zero count versus a one and one count, stuff like that, which makes baseball the greatest sport ever. Um, can we listen, can we just sign up right now for the ALCS with the Yankees and the Astros? I would love that. that. Would be great. Just great baseball, great. back and forth. And I love right that. I hate the Astros. I love when they. Uh, I hate they hit home too. runs. I can't and, stand them. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I made one of my lousy predictions. I thought uh, Cortez was going to get shelled. Um, I can't stand Altuve because, like, he's so great. I can't. I was the same way with all the great uh, Red Sox uh, players twenty years ago. Um, you know, Manny and, and Ortiz, when you hate a guy so much, it's because you, you realize how good he is. Like, I know, like, I know some Cowboy fans that, like, hate Lawrence Taylor, but they're like, oh, I wish we had him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like when you don't hate a guy, that means I don't hate him because I think he sucks. I'll give you a but, prime um, example. I I hate Randy Moss, hated Randy Moss because right. he was so good. But <laughs> I love Jay Cutler because he threw picks yeah. all the time. So it's like there's picks, you're fit. So the Yankees had a crazy series. Now, listen, I, I, the, I'm not saying the Yankees have a great record. A little chink in the armor, though. I think the Yankees, again, this series was clear. Again, this is where I was right about. All you people out there who say batting averages don't matter, when you say that, here's what happens. You get no hit, and then you go seven innings of the second game, almost no hit, because these guys just don't make contact. They strike out too much. Their batting averages are lousy, and everybody, you know, listen. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really get on Gallo because that would be not fair. Uh, everybody knows Gallo stinks, yes. and I don't see him playing. In, uh, I, I make a prediction. I'm not so sure. I make a prediction. Gallo doesn't make the playoff roster. How about that? That's how bad he is. Um, but in terms of the guy everybody loves uh, is is Rizzo. But before we get to Rizzo, Aaron Judge, man, talk about a guy going to Vegas and biting a. And, and betting on yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's just been, uh, Judge has been incredible. Uh, uh, this this arbitration thing, which I still understand, the Yankees were at 17 million. He wanted 21. The fact that they waited to the, the 11th hour to give him 19, um, 
I think the Yankees should have gave him like a little even more, like 20, uh, just to bust balls and get it over with. I know they're not going to do the contract during the season. You never know. Maybe the they Yankees might. Will throw they might. Around. I feel like if you talk to me about this Friday at 10 a.m., I would have said, no way. They're going to about to go to arbitration. The Yankees are going to trash him in a hearing about all the reasons why they don't think he's worth the money. So then you come out of that. It's impossible as a person in Aaron Judge's position to be like, well, now you want to pay me all this money and, and sing my praises. But yesterday you were in this meeting, in this hearing, and you were telling everybody how I get hurt all the time and I strike out right. too much. And and that's what it really uh, – arbitration is bad. And you know what? I, I could it be fractures wrong, but the relationship. What's in the arbitration set up? I know it's set up third or fourth year, whatever. I'm not going to go into details. So, I care less. So any, I any, remember it being the guys making in one year. He's so great. And he's only making like two million. And in arbitration now, he's going to get nineteen. Yes. I don't recall so, the, the, why is it seventeen to twenty one? That's nothing. Well, it's it's based on an a, a league average of I don't know exactly. I, I think what it is is like a, a player seeks an amount. Um, so a player will seek an amount and they get to dictate. They say, Hey, we want this much based on the numbers that other position players at his position are but doing. He's not, that making, are getting paid. he's not making 17 million this year, right? No. Well, well to explain how, how arbitration works, since you don't have a, a free agent signing con, like you get brought into the major leagues at any given time that they think you're ready. So if you're, if you're in the minors for seven years, you don't start your service time in the majors until you become a rookie. So then that's year one. Year two, you lose your service time and you become a free agent, I think, after five years of team control. So essentially what has to happen is you're on your rookie deal as a rookie, then you blow up, you have a great year. Going into year two, you're way too good to be playing on that deal. So you ask for money in arbitration and then either the team gives it to you or they counter it and they give you a little okay. bit less. If you don't can't agree, then an arbiter settles it and you get so that the amount Yankees said for that 17 season. And Judge wanted 21. But yes. I think Judge is only making what? A million or two a year, right? Yeah, this year now, right? So I making, misunderstood he's making, that he's making nineteen. Right, so so listen, they're going to give him the retroactive two million per. You know, he right, was getting seventeen the, million this year because that was well, the low let number. Me, let, let me ask my daughter this: Do you know who Aaron Judges? What team does yeah. he play for? The Yankees. Do you know what position he played? That was like Yankees. No Yankees, but oh, wait, I thought that was like. I get it because I feel like you're trying to set her up with a trick question. And she's like, I think That's I know it. But I thought. More importantly, you're asking. Do you know who, you know who Giancarlo Stanton is? I hear you talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about him in my sleep. And more, <laughs> most importantly, who's better, Aaron Judge or Johnny Trino? Johnny Trino. Yeah. My girl. <laughs> Blood right there. Johnny Trino. You Imagine if Johnny Trino was playing for the Yankees. He would be batting 906. So um, real quick, just so we could we could come full circle on this, and um, this is not a um. I just want to hear you say it because you have loosely been saying it. You could agree right now that I was one hundred percent right that the Yankees lowballed Aaron Judge, and he was smart to to bet on himself, right? Like he, oh, well, barring all, a catastrophic all, hang injury. On a second, hang on a second. Ready? I'll give you a scenario. Fly ball deep left center field. Judge is out of the wall. Oh. Oh, he stumbled at the wall. Hang on here. Hang on. The ball's getting Hicks throws it in. It's a double by some guy named Javier Havahova. And uh, wait a minute. Judge is getting up slowly. Wow. What a what a turn of events here. What injury, what injury do you think has to happen to Aaron Judge right now that it would affect his free agent dollar amount? I don't – it's going to be something really bad. Like an ACL, they'll still pay him. Wait a minute, though. Every, he's betting on himself, which is awesome. I give a guy credit for that. It's also June 27th. 
And, um, you know, it appears like he's going to get a $500 million deal, but you, you the, the gamble ends October 1st. And I'm sorry that 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 the, the the Aaron Judge gamble is not over yet. Now I think if Aaron Judge gets gets a season-ending injury, but it's something that he'll be back ready for next season, he still gets the contract. You're telling me, you're telling me if he if he rips up his Achilles or gets a torn ACL, he's getting five hundred million. Achilles would be a little bit different. I think Achilles would be a lot more detrimental to his long-term health. But a knee, I don't think the ACL is even an issue anymore. Okay. I feel like. I'm like just saying players are my, coming back from that better. You're actually the, the low ball offer. The, the, this discussion has, we have to wait till after the season. Simple as that. Um, but yes, judge has been a beast. And uh, so is Giancarlo who got the ball rolling finally only because here's the difference. You know, Giancarlo is their hit for average guy. Like I think he should be leading off because he has a better batting average than like seven of the current Yankees. So when Giancarlo is your contact hitter, there's issues. And one of them is this guy Rizzo, who everybody loves. So I decided new segment on the Jimmy Plumbo show here live is going to be how did Rizzo do? Okay. Now I could be wrong. I can tell you right now, he's batting 221. But you know, averages don't matter. Because last Monday he was two for four with a home run. Everybody loved him. And then after that, he was 0 for 18, including yesterday. Um, a couple of walks in there. All of a sudden, walks are huge. Like walks are big. When you work a walk, and I know he a couple of that he had two or three at bats where he made the guy throw eighteen times. But like, as soon as you get, yeah, into, but that's what Brett, we a, had Brett Gardner for that. So it's like okay, yeah. But listen, the ultimate loser talk. I don't. It's like that was good at bat. You know, like how about you know what I want? Oh, what a terrible at bat! But on the third pitch, you had a frozen rope down the line. I think this guy Rizzo is not that good. Everybody loves him because he seems like a nice guy. He's a good looking Italian feller. Uh, I think he stinks. I'm sticking to it. Um, and so every week I'm going to say what this. So the, he was, uh, what was he? Two. So he was two for 22 since my last show. Next week we'll do the same thing. New segment. And I'm also going to announce another guy who I think is the most overpaid player in baseball. Shortstop for the New York Mets. Lindor. I'm sorry. He sucked last year. He batted 230. He's batting 246. If he was only making eleven million dollars a year, I'd say okay, good glove. He's exciting to watch. He smiles. He's friendly. You know, a little uh, uh, you know OBJ kind of thing. That's great. It was a signing they had to make. He signed a three hundred and forty-one million dollar deal. There's got to be some Met fans out there that agree with me that this guy is is just an he's not he's not doing that great for the Mets. I don't understand. I, I you know I like him too. I think he's a flashy player. I know he's got a decent amount of RBIs, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think two forty six is. We're talking three hundred forty. How many? How many guys make more than three hundred forty one million dollars a, a, a contract? Five? I would say. I would say. Yeah, less than ten. And is he like? He's definitely not top ten player in baseball. It's not even no, close. No. Okay. So that contract. I know the Mets had to do it, and I know why they had to do it. Um, but I just. Uh, uh, I just don't think he's that worth the three forty one, but Cohen can afford it, and God bless America. So I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on Lindor. Uh, I want to talk about the Knicks now because I know I think I'm pretty sure my friend Vinny's a Knicks fan. Um, I don't. I, I, I the Knicks. Okay, let me explain. Uh, I got to educate people. This is how the American American. <laughs> all right, I'll stop it with Lindor. Vinny's getting mad, um, but I just don't think he's that good uh, for the Mets. Um, the, the 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 Knicks thing. Let me explain to the American public. 
why every sport has a draft. This is this is how it works. Uh, even the American Army, you you need to draft people, and then they go fight for you because you don't have that many forces. And then you have a draft, and then you have more forces, and you fight, you beat the enemy. But these leagues have what's called a draft. And what it is, when you suck, you pick the better players, okay? And uh, when when you're good, you pick at the end of the draft. It's a little more harder because you're already very good. Now you got to maybe fill in a piece. You're trying to get maybe a rebounder or someone who in the secondary that can help out the dime package. But when you stink and you have an 11th pick in the draft, you're trying to add, take a player and you add them to the roster and then they play over the guy who stinks. So then, and then what happens is one of these years you got to get lucky because there's a lot of Hall of Famers that were not picked in the top seven. So the Knicks have been these draft picks, and all of them are not that good, except maybe R.J. Barrett, who might be pretty good. But the, the, the Knicks on draft night they were trading players, and 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 next thing you know they're like we have 22 picks between now and 2048. And, but none of them are lottery picks. They're all conditional. There's no players on the roster. It's the same roster. And we're getting ready for Jalen Brunson, who, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'd rather have Lindor as point guard at this point. And I, that's a funny joke. And I, I don't understand what the Knicks did to their fan base was the most uncool move to get motivated. I guess they're sold out. And they're, they're, uh, the Knicks are the most valuable franchise in the world besides the Cowboys and Yankees. That blows me away. And they stink. And they're going to stink next year. I don't understand any of this. Um, the uh, uh, Am I almost hitting your face? Is that what? <laughs> That's it. Natalie's mom chiming in there. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I just don't understand. I, I, the, what the Knicks... What are your thoughts on what the Nick? You're not a Nick fan. No, but I I could talk about it because since I'm not a Knicks fan, I could t- look at it maybe with a different point of view, and I still agree with you. You know, I, I feel like the idea is they had t- a chance to get one of two guys that they did end up drafting and trading away. They were involved in potentially moving up and getting the fifth pick, um, or even the fourth pick at that, and picking a guy Ivy. But they did none of that. They got their fan base on the edge of their seat. Everyone tuned in to see what kind of improvements they're going to make. And pretty much they they gave up a first rounder to get no guaranteed any pick because we don't know what the Knicks are going to get. A lot of their picks are protected. They could get pushed back a season and then maybe even two okay, or see, even Chris, three seasons. You, but see, see, this is you follow sports, right? Yes. Uh, except for the NHL. And you, 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 like you're aware of this, but what about the average Joe sitting yeah. on a couch? It's a brutal it, situation. It, it, it wasn't just, I don't mind if the Knicks said, we're going to trade all our picks for all the picks next year, something like that. This was like three, four teams. Yeah, they mortgaged, they mortgaged a lot and they did a lot of things to have a chance at a player. Now, the Knicks have been left at the altar in free agency more than any big major franchise left that plays altar. in New York at that. Meaning like they were in on LeBron twice. They were in on KD and Kyrie. They were in on how many Listen, big name free agents no, that no. they've saved Listen up for and didn't get. If the Knicks were in, if the Knicks were in the movie Blue Lagoon, they, 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 they wouldn't have hooked up with the girl. Okay. Yeah. That's how bad. So it's like they got Jalen Brunson. Brunson. There is a little, there's an if inside the, track. Cause I think Knicks they just hired. The, if the Knicks were in Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields, they still wouldn't have hooked up with the girl. How's that? I can't be they more wouldn't. clear. They're not getting I mean, Jalen Brunson, but 
if they they might be dodging a bullet because I'm not a big believer in Jalen Brunson, the superstar. Coming, he's not going to come to New York and and change anything. It's going to be like Evan Fournier, but at point guard. Stinks. You know what? The Knicks are on my stinks list now. Um, so that irritated my soul. I I just think we need to go back to basic uh, basic sports. You draft players to replace the ones who stink. That that's you know what it should be. It should be called, instead of the NBA draft, it should be called the NBA stinky replacement player thing. Yeah. That's what it and, should be. And they um, they got rid of the Kemba Walker contract, which is the only real oh, now win. Now, here's thing. But he Kemba wasn't getting Walker paid anything. He wasn't good enough to play in the NBA for the Knicks who stink. Yeah. And then they, got, they made a big deal. We got rid of him. He stinks. He ain't yeah, going to play. They got rid of him. And then the Knicks team, I think Detroit bought him out. So he's now a, fr- a free agent. He's but a free the, agent. The going to re-sign Kemba. Look, when we're talking about eight, him for eight million for a, a year in the NBA is nothing. It's like one of the, it's no, like a please. that's nothing. It's the most team friendly contract stinks. you could have. You know so what? They I came... didn't want to talk about. I can't. I'm not going to be talking about the Knicks. That's the last thing. All right, I'm yeah, say we'll move Knicks. off of it. But the Knicks fucked up. Um, Excuse my language. Of course, that you know what? Uh, since my weight is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, I'm going to make my I hate the Knicks now, even though I'm a huge Knicks fan. Sponsored by Corn. Wholelevel.com. That's right. Cornhillelevel.com. Uh, if you go on their website and put in JP Show or Chop Sports, you get 20% off a 1995 product that is cool as hell. It's over there right now. If you can go grab it, my daughter's going to grab it. I think it's on the desk over there. What this thing is, you hook it on your cornhole table and boom, it levels it to and fro, up and down. It's the coolest little thing. It was developed and invented by my good friend, Mike Caprio. Here it is right here. Yeah, sit down. She's going to show everybody. You know what I'll do? Hang on one second. Here it is right here. That's the thing right there. You hook it right onto the board. You click it on like that, and then you're done, and you measure it. There's a little hole there with the bubble in it. It's like a, it's a, it's a great thing. So please go to cornholelevel.com. Uh, no more getting your level out. And he's making deals with a bunch of people. These things are selling like hotcakes. I think it's awesome. And first of all, if you show up at a barbecue at a cornhole level, it gives you at least 20 minutes of, of ball breaking. Um, now, the unique thing is, now I actually use Absolute Eyewear, and I use CornholeLevel.com. But the sport of corn, cornhole is, I think it should be called the 45-minute sport. Because what it is, is if you play for 45 minutes, you're as good as anyone at the barbecue. Um, and if I like, if I played for a week, we would ESPN would be recovering my show live. All you're doing is throwing a little beanbag uh, into a thing. But if you don't have the proper leveled cornhole board, you got to go to cornholelevel.com. Uh, I'm sad I didn't get a chance to play against Mike Caprio yesterday, but at the second annual, maybe we'll have to do something in the fall. What do you think? Yeah, I, I we were talking about that. Um, maybe trying to figure something out the fall something for on a football the way, tailgate, maybe. Maybe a tailgate. Um, yeah, Rutgers tailgate might actually be a, a, the move. Right, we might do something there, uh, and we'll, we'll get some cornhole going. Uh, but cornholelevel.com, go check it out. 1995, 20% discount, JP Sports. Uh, let's see. First of all, I did a bartending gig on Saturday. Um, the guy who, who the daughter got engaged, like, owns or runs that Razor scooter company. So, like, my buddy Dave, who was working with me, they let him go outside. There was like he had like eleven scooters. I'm like, 
a little weird. What does this older guy have scooters for? <laughs> but it turns out he's like the main, he's been in the business like for a long time. So people, and this isn't a plug for Razor, but people are bouncing around. But I learned something about the kids, the youth, the youth of America. Uh, and Natalie, yeah, well, she can hear this. Uh, the kids only drink tequila now, like vodka occasionally. It's all tequila, tequila OJ, tequila club, tequila ginger ale, tequila, tequila pineapple. Tequila water. It's, uh, this this big jug of te- I we went through like nine big jugs of tequila. It was like I, you learn a lesson. You learn about like wow the kids today. It was a hot day. No one drank beer. It was just tequila, 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 tequila. Um, Marsha, 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 and um, so it was pretty funny. But then this guy had. But I'm thinking to myself, I totally want to buy one of these scooters. Um, uh, so I'm thinking I'm going to call up the, my friend Tony who hired me and be like, Hey, can you give me that guy's number? Would it be so wrong if the bar Jimmy, you, are you talking about hey. like an electric powered scooter? Yeah, I have uh, one. And I, I have, I, and right in the beginning of the pandemic, I bought one because I got a bunch, you, you know, you, you still use it now or is it like, you don't use it? No, I don't use it, but it is definitely a hit when I bring them out at like a barbecue or something. It goes like 20 miles an hour. So it's not, this is not like your regular, it goes, I spent a good money on it. Right. And I'm totally yeah, man. I, I want to say I'm not going to buy a new one. I can't afford to buy a new one, but I want to be like I, I could afford to buy if I wanted to. You could. But There's not. You don't like, have to spend 500. They got them for like 250. Perfect. Now I want to get like a used one, a bad one. That's just I'll just use it, and bang it up like that. I think Joey but D's got one for sale. Gig. Um, another thing going on, and this I'll include my lovely daughter, who I think looks beautiful on camera, by the way. Um, the um, she's watching Stranger Things. Now, there's nothing more, you know, my daughter's 13 here. She's watching Stranger Things, but usually she watches shows, and whenever there's a scary moment, she'll be like, Dad, Dad, she just want to make sure I'm nearby, you know. But Stranger Things, I don't know anything about it. I said, all right, now, you want to watch it? Your friends have. I know I know it's okay for 13, 14-year-olds to watch it. But I was like, I don't know what's it. Is it going to be blood, guts, and gore? Or is it going to be? And there was definitely some moments where like, ah, oh, that's a little weird stuff going on here. So how are you enjoying Stranger Things? I like it, but then I get, like, kind of scared, and then I get annoyed, like, when there's a kid missing, I it's, like, annoying because I want him to be found. And she doesn't like when little kids, I don't like that either. Um, the other thing is, uh, because I'm an actor, what do I always say to you, Nat, that those are actors, it's all fake, that's not real. Uh, I was trying, you know, explaining her what a jump cut was and stuff like that, but she's watching this show, and I tell you, there's a bunch of uh, good... Uh, good actors in it um i'll end up watching the whole thing i'm sure so uh i'm also uh, you know another thing they do really well and whoever invented this show now i know the show's been on a while so if i sound like i'm a jackass that's fine the bottom line is i love when a show says okay you can make a tv show like on disney channel for like 11 year olds and then you can make a show for that's r-rated this show is right down that line a little bit like cobra kai in that they kind of make it for older people. Like they push the envelope, but just enough. But just enough where my daughter can watch it. Uh, there's a couple of references here and there that you know are not the best. But I'll explain it's why really, Cobra Kai is an adult show. It really is an adult. Cobra show. Kai is a good a good comparison in that like Karate Kid was from a whole different generation. So my right. like the youth at the time is now adults. So it works because we're we know right. the backstory. This same kind of deal. It's the shoots and ladders, and it's like the old horror movie kind of stuff. So I'm not a fan of Stranger Things because I am just the when I when I say like I do not like to be scared at all watching TV. Like I don't want to be like oh 
I admit it, and people I make fun of me mean. all the time. I, but I think it's but it's funny, just like I, I have I, enough things to stress about. I do not need to worry about walking down in my basement at night. I wonder. I wonder if we. And that's to what me, that though, does to me. Great, it's a great marketing strategy to do those in between shows because you really get you get you get the middle school to high school kids to buy in, and then you get some you know fat slob sitting on a couch to buy in. Maybe we got to mm-hmm. do beer league that way, but I don't think beer league is going to be PG thirteen if we ever do another one. Um, okay. Are you going to do a new beer league thing? Um. Well, I will never say no to that. I will tease. I will tease the audience a little bit. There is something in the works. Matter of fact, uh, Conrad Dobler behind the glass here is. There's something in the works. That's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, but it, it's. Um, we're teasing it. It's is it is it a beer league movie, too? Like in the theaters? No, it won't be that. And uh, that's because we got to get Artie. Uh, we'll get Artie back, and then we we'll see. But we we are working on something that I think you guys are going to get a kick out of, and uh, we'll talk more about that very soon. So excellent teaser there, Nat. I wasn't ready to discuss <laughs> that, but since you brought it up, um, what else? Uh, I'm also watching that show Irma Vep. Are you watching that? Uh, it's a cool Irma show. Vep. That, Could you elaborate? What's it uh, on? It's, it's about an actress on a TV show, and it's got a little bit of that super, you don't know what's going on stuff. Um, it's really cool. I recommend that. I think it's interesting. Um, I'm also reading a book. Um, are you a fan of The Godfather? Uh, it's hard to say I'm not a fan of The Godfather because it's one of those movies that you can't not be. But I was never okay. this. I never really got deep All into right. this. I'm, the, the, I'm, a, I'm more of a. Okay, even though listen, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong; it's one of the one of the greatest movies of all time. But um, what I really like is uh, uh, I'm more of a when I get into that genre, I'm more of a, a casino, raging bull, Goodfellas than I am Godfather. But they all three of them, I think, I think the Godfather is the the myth about the you know the mafia. I think Goodfellas captured it exactly how it is. Uh, I think Casino captured how it, you know, the transition between everything, corporate America and the mob in Vegas and everything. Um, but I love the movie. And whenever it's on, I always get stuck watching it. But there's a book out called um, Leave the Gun, uh, Take the Gun, Always Leave the Gun, whatever. Leave the Gun, Take the Gun. I always get that confused. Uh, certainly the gun gets left behind. And it's all about the making of the movie and the whole Mario Puzo and uh, Francis Ford Coppola and Bob Evans um the kid stays in a picture guy, big producer at Paramount. I didn't realize how shitty Paramount is. Actually, my Natalie's grandfather, Pop Pop, is listening. He probably knows more about this than I do. Paramount was really not doing that great in the early 70s. They were actually ready to get shut down. They were going to put condos there. And um, and a couple of guys took it over, and they did it real well, but they had a lot of money riding on this. Godfather was the number one book. But the wheeling and dealing on casting – uh, Marlon Brando was not anybody's choice. Uh, he had to really reinvent himself. Um, the uh, uh, All this different stuff. They finally got the casting arguments were crazy. Al Pacino. I didn't realize Al Pacino was a nobody. And, the, uh, you know, and even uh, um, De Niro actually auditioned for a part in that. He ended up getting the, big, the bigger one in uh, Godfather 2. But there's all these different things. I was like, wow. Like even Diane Keaton um, and some of the other uh, the cast members really – we're only doing theater work and they did. They also, again, I was too young. I was five years old. They, they did most unbelievable top 20 open casting of any movie of all time. They literally saw like 2000 actors. And if you were Italian American, 
you you you, you want to get this. You, 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 had, you had a shot at it because uh, Francis Ford Coppola wanted uh, new faces. And uh, big battle between the Paramount uh, VIPs. And this that, there's also a show called The Offer that's on. I started watching that. But I'm reading the book. It's always better to read the book. And um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm up to the point in the book where it's all casted. And now they're shooting. And guess who gets involved now? The real mob, <laughs> which is which is so funny to me. Like, hey, I'm looking back on it. It's like, hey, we're gonna shoot a movie about the mob called The Godfather right in New York City, and nobody nobody decided that. Hey, maybe we should check from Vinny from Queens <laughs> and Louie and Nick just to make sure. Yeah, you let's get I mean? some input here, maybe. Yeah, let's let's find out if they're they're involved with this, and then they ended up dealing with the Godfather to make the Godfather. So really. The Godfather was more, and I, it's wondering. I wonder why the 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 romanticism of the mob and the Godfather, which I think is awesome looking back now, but maybe the reason why they made the mob look pretty good is because you know Vinny and Louie were outside the set yeah. going like, "Hey, <laughs> shut your mouth, do it the right way." Like you know what I mean? You never know. Yeah, take that again. I want to. I want to see yeah, more. Yeah. They weren't allowed to use the word mafia. Um, and the premier money had to go back to the Italian American Society Defamation League. Is all this stuff? I find the book fascinating. You check it out. I wish I had the name of the author, but it's called uh, uh, "Leave the Gun, Take the Cannolis." Uh, it's good stuff. So, uh, but I found that to be very, very interesting uh, about it. Even though if you don't, you don't have to be a crazy. It's a book by Mark Seal. "Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli." Name is Mark Seal. Check it out. It's pretty cool. And my mother sent it to me, and I decided to read it, and it's very, very funny. Dad, there's this, if I do like Stranger Things, there's this place that is a Stranger Things. The Stranger Thing Experience? It's a place you actually yeah. go to? I don't know if you could see. Uh, look at that. <laughs> she's she's. Uh, we're molding the technology. <laughs> her sticking her phone up. I don't um, know. It's very good. All right. She's a friend, big fan of Stranger Things. My friends uh, went there, so maybe we could go. All right, we got a day trip scheduled. We are live. That's uh, scary in person, though. Uh, so we'll, we'll go. We'll check it out for sure. Um, I also started my Patreon.com. Look up Jimmy Palumbo. We got $3, a $5, and a $10 thing. Support the show. It's going unbelievably well on Patreon. My sister signed up, and my friend Alex Stetsena, I have two patreon now everybody's gonna kill me for this you're not supposed to talk about how lousy your patreon thing is but i think i know why i think i screwed up the links people tried to click on it it didn't go well <laughs> i don't know what's going on Shocker. i'm doing more tiki talk videos <laughs> it's all about me it's all about me TikTok videos i did a couple over the weekend with my daughter they seem to get a few laughs i actually went into my old shore house i saw that TikTok down the shore did you see that one chris i did i don't Go on TikTok. So you have to share it to Instagram Reels, and and then I'll see it. I have to do that. Um, I, you know what I got to do? I got to hire a social media guy to handle my social media. After the guy I just hired, the social media <laughs> guy. I know it is. I think I'm putting social media people out of business because once once you go with me, you, you die on the vine. Doug's gonna hate me for that, but that's not true. I'm learning myself. I was with my with my daughters and a friend, and they they they. they it's funny. The kids are like better at it. They're lightning at it. They know how to post right. So I wanted to make a few videos just to have some fun. Um, and I know for a fact that getting a million views on TikTok does not necessarily mean you make money or you have people come to your podcast. It just makes you more of a footprint, maybe. But, uh, 
because of the nature of TikTok. It gives you, you know what it gives them. you? You know what it gives you? A million views on TikTok, which is a there feather you in your cap, and it gives you something to build off of. So it's not no value in it, but it's you know, just, it's a TikTok. It's a you know what the TikTok? TikTok is a lot like the Knicks. You know what you get? You get you get no draft picks. That's what you get for the Knicks. That's what you I get. Mean. A lot of views uh, on what it is. Stop yeah, coughing. So, uh, but I have fun doing. I'm gonna do do some more. Uh, do you like do you like doing TikTok videos with me? Right? You think they were funny? Yeah. That was fun. I saw the football toss. How did that go? Uh, that you know we did, Chris. We were down right when they shot the scene with Chris Bre- uh, Jim Brewer in beer league when he throws the uh, Artie whips the football at Jim Brewer's face. We went to that stand. Um, it's probably the only scene I could maybe show Natalie from beer league. Uh, but we shot something right from the stand there, which is pretty funny. Um, I was going to try to send it to Brewer because uh, I met him a couple times. I'll, I'll get to him somehow. But uh, so that's it. You can go to Patreon.com and go to TikTok.com and Instagram.com and Jimmy Palumbo and Facebook and YouTube. This is getting out of control. There's all these websites. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's what it is. It's not even. It's not even. Go on the TikTok app, the Instagram app, and just search Jimmy Palumbo. But you don't need the TikTok.com. Not dot com. You're right. See, I already sound like a baboon. And what you do We're is, here for you, Jimmy. We we got you back, buddy. Listen to me. I want it's a very important uh, a message to the American public. What you do is you you go there and you watch all these Instagram and TikTok posts. And what you learn is that everybody, it's all me, 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 me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm making scrambled eggs. I'm making scrambled eggs. Everybody, look at me. Look at me. I'm a stand-up. I'm funny. I'm going to make a funny video. Look at me. Look at me. It's all about look at me. All you learn about is something ridiculously stupid about someone. Now, I've entered into this arena only because I was forced to because of this podcast that it's all – I don't think it's the most – I don't know what the word is. It's like, look at me, look at me. Now, these young kids, I hope Natalie doesn't get influenced. It's like vain. It, there's some vanity attached to it where you and, and ego and everybody wants to be seen and feel important through the eyes of people right. that they it's, don't it's, even you know. You know what it is? It's like everyone has their own personal ESPN now, and they broadcast. Instead of broadcasting the Knicks. I think, there is, I, I think social media is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I use social media just like everybody else does and yeah, more well, than everybody it else. It's just it's a hard thing because there's so many of them. But we could we could talk for days about it. It's just really what it know, comes down without, to is you, you can't really do a business without it. My yeah. daughter loves it. She's always got her phone in her face. You know what's funny though? How come I every time I see my daughter right, hanging out with her, she's on her phone the whole time. But then I send her a text, "Hey, bunny, I love you." Nothing, no return back for at least two hours. Well, yeah, but sometimes wait, what? Yeah, when you text me, I text you right back. Hey, Dad, can I buy another thing on Apple Store? That's not true. <laughs> So all these kids do is beat me for apps. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I did it once, and then the other day I wanted to watch a movie with Abby, and That's you had okay. to accept All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm throwing her under the bus, but I'm not really. Yes, you, <laughs> oh, now she's dead. you know what? You know what? Everybody hates me now. That's how it works. No, no. Now she's answer the text quicker. <laughs> What's the, what does it say? What text over there? What does it say? Oh, uh, your text to oh, her. Oh, text. Jimmy still, what is that underneath? Oh, Jimmy still likes to read. I know. Read. I know. That's my uh, friend, my friend Mike. I wanted to. I wanted to develop a show based on a book. I said, Mike, this book has got really a lot. I think it's a lot going on. Let me sell you the book. He's like, I'll do it, but I want to read the book. <laughs> How are you supposed to develop a show? He blatantly told me right to my face. 
I'm not going to read the book. We'll get a book on tape or have have AI read it. AI book can do tape. that. He can barely work his computer. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, just go on audio books. All right, never mind. All right. That's what I meant, audio books. Well, listen, that's the end of our show. Uh, thanks for coming. I want to thank my daughter, Natalie, for coming in. Say you can speak. Hi. <laughs> that was her saying you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for the uh, barbecue. And uh, we will see you next week with a very special guest. Now, here comes the music queued up now. Yes. My boy, Maddie from LA. We'll see you. Goodbye. Bye. Hungover Chris. God bless America. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm coming out the other side. <laughs>